It's Monday, August 7th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A combined Russian and Chinese naval force patrolled near the coast of Alaska last week in what U.S. experts said appeared to be the largest such flotilla to approach American shores. Eleven Russian and Chinese ships steamed close to the Aleutian Islands, according to U.S. officials. The ships, which never entered U.S. territorial waters and have since left, were shadowed by four U.S. destroyers and a P-8 Poseidon aircraft. It is a historical first, said Brent Sadler, a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation and a retired Navy captain. Given the context of the war in Ukraine and tensions around Taiwan, this move is highly provocative, he said. A spokesman for the U.S. Northern Command confirmed that Russia and China had carried out a combined naval patrol near Alaska. Around the world, at least 30 people were killed Sunday when a train careened off its tracks in southern Pakistan. Around 1,000 passengers on the train were traveling from the southern port city of Karachi to the north of Pakistan along the main track which runs up the middle of the country. More than 100 people were injured in addition to the fatalities. Rescuers pulled people out of overturned carriages which had derailed near the town of Nawabshah in the country's Sindh province in the afternoon. Cranes were brought to the site to lift the carriages and the army was also called in to help. Major General Muhammad Hussein, visiting the site of the derailment, said that a preliminary investigation did not find evidence of terrorism. Meanwhile, a deadline set by other West African countries for coup leaders in Niger to back down and liberate the nation's elected president passed on Sunday without regional militaries launching the armed intervention that they had threatened. Eleven leaders from the economic community of West African states at an emergency summit last weekend said they would consider using force to return Nigerian President Mohamed Bazoum to power. But by Sunday evening, there were no signs of a mobilization of armed forces in Nigeria, Africa's most populous nation and home to the region's largest military. Two of Niger's neighbors, Mali and Burkina Faso, whose leaders also came to power through military coup, have said they would help defend Niger's junta against other forces. Back in the U.S., Yellow, the 99-year-old trucking company, filed for bankruptcy and is closing the business, falling victim to mounting debt, including a government loan, and a standoff with the Teamsters Union. The bankruptcy follows years of struggles for the Nashville, Tennessee-based trucker as it tried to address the debt it accumulated through a series of mergers and a $700 million federal COVID-19 relief loan during the pandemic. On July 30th, the company shut down its operations and laid off a large number of workers. It is with profound disappointment that Yellow announces that it is closing after nearly 100 years of business, Chief Executive Darren Hawkins said in announcing the filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection late Sunday in U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Delaware. The closure means the loss of 30,000 jobs, including 22,000 positions held by the members of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. And, after barely surviving the group stage, then grinding through 120 scoreless minutes in its initial knockout round game against Sweden, 
The U.S. women's soccer team's hopes of winning a third consecutive Women's World Cup title came down to a penalty shootout on Sunday. This wasn't necessarily good news for a U.S. team that had not scored a goal in its last four hours of game time in this tournament. Sweden's Lena Hertig kicked the ball at U.S. goalkeeper Alyssa Nair, who batted the shot away and then appeared to push it out of the goal with a second touch. After a few long moments, an official ruled that the ball had crossed the line by the thinnest of margins. The decision gave Sweden the 5-4 edge and the victory and sent the U.S. packing. As Swedish fans rejoiced, Dancing Queen by Swedish supergroup ABBA began playing in the stadium. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.